Hello students of Seneca and welcome to this episode of the Revised Biology Podcast by Seneca. I am Richard and today we're going to look at some night before tips for your GCSE Paper 2 Biology, which is tomorrow. So very, very best of luck is the first thing I want to say. Um, I'm just going to run through a few quick topics, um, ask you, I'm going to ask you some questions, you're going to have a think about what they are, we're going to go through what the answers are. And then we're going to go through at the end of some stress-busting tips to help you relax and take it easy before the exam tomorrow. So you can go in there fully prepared and ready to go. So let's start by looking at um, some one to two mark questions to do with the nervous system. So to start with, synapses play a central role in the functioning of the nervous system. Now, if you've got a, a neurotransmitter, a receptor, you've got to work out how to label those on a diagram. Now synapses are basically the gaps between neurons and a neurotransmitter is something that transmits information between neurons and the receptor is something that receives it. So when you're labeling those diagrams you need to have something that goes, something that's going from uh, one synapse is the neurotransmitter, the one that's going to the other one and the thing that's attached to the other neurotransmitter is the receptor, the thing that's receiving these neurotransmitters. Now the synapse is what we call, is the, is the gap in between the two. So then we've got um, the question to define a synapse, which I've just done. So quickly, see if you can remember what the definition of a synapse is. Well, the synapse is a junction between neurons. What is the name of the group of molecules that are exclusively used to transfer information across synapses? Well, that's the one we've already talked about. They're called neurotransmitters. Now, neuromuscular junctions are specialized types of synapse between a neuron and a muscle. Which of the following would you expect to be a symptom of a disease that affects neuromuscular junction. So here you're having to bring across a few different ideas of stuff you know about. So you're going to have to first of all know uh, how to uh, apply that information you've given. So I'm going to be being given. So again, the neuromuscular junctions are a specialised type of synapse between the, a neuron and a muscle. So if there's a disease that affects those things, would it a affect regular muscle movements? B, make irregular muscle movements. C, make uh, the person feel too hot. Or D, make in, uh, the muscle size increase. Well, that's what, what that's going to do is it's going to change how the muscle functions because it's getting different signals from the nervous system. So it's going to make irregular muscle movements. And now humans are able to react to their surroundings and coordinate their behavior using the nervous system. In dangerous situations, humans can respond quickly and automatically with something called a reflex action. So which of these are examples of a reflex action? Clapping, blinking, kicking a football, choosing what to eat, sneezing, and dropping hot objects. Well, that would be sneezing and dropping hot objects. They are two things that you do, you don't have control of, uh, and they are reflex actions. And the final one is blinking. 
Right, so let's have a look at the eye now. So cover some basic bits about the eye. So first of all, describe what the retina is. Well, the retina is found at the back of the eye and contains lots of receptor cells sensitive to brightness and color and the color of light. And they're called rods and cones. Now describe the optic nerve. So the optic nerve transmits visual information from the retina to the brain for it to be processed. So remember, what are the receptor cells in the retina sensitive to? Two things, brightness of light and the color of light. Next question, describe the cornea. Well, the cornea is the transparent frontal part of the eye that reflects, refracts light. Describe the pupil. Well, the pupil is the hole in the center of the iris through which light passes. So remember the iris is the colored bit of your eye. And the iris can also contract uh, to let more contract and relax to, to make, uh, to let more light in. Next, describe the iris. So the iris controls the pupil's diameter and quantity of light reaching the retina, as we've just said. So now we're gonna move on to look at, uh, let's have a look at some inheritance, variation and evolution, and particularly look at variation and evolution, because it's something that was answered very badly in uh, last year's exam. So they're likely to include something on this in this year's exam. So what is the definition of evolution? So evolution is the gradual change of inherited characteristics of biological populations over time. So what that means is that uh, the good traits from the parents in, um, when, they have, uh, when they have offspring are passed on through natural selection because the other traits either die off because the, uh, the um, animals or species are less well adapted um, so they can't pass on their genes to the future generations, which over many, many uh, thousands of years makes um, changes the uh, characteristics of the different, the different members of the species. How does speciation happen? So speciation happens when the average phenotypes of two populations have diverged so much that the two populations can no longer breed to produce fertile offspring. So that is speciation. So who proposed the theory of speciation? Now, it's important to know here, the theory of evolution is Charles Darwin, and the theory of speciation is Alfred Russell Wallace. What are the steps of natural selection? It's a really common question, this. So there are there is genetic variation in a population, individuals with genes that make them better adapted to the environment are more likely to survive and reproduce successfully. And characteristics responsible for the increased chance of survival are passed to the next generation. What evidence is there that supports Charles Darwin's theory of evolution? Well, the evidence for evolution is that genes as a mechanism uh, to inherit characteristics and fossils are also evidence and also there's antibiotic resistance bacteria who have 
they have adapted to be resistant to antibiotics over time. How do fossils form? Well, there are three different ways that fossils can form. Either the hardening of soft material, the preservation when decay is not possible, or mineral replacement. Right, let's move on to look at meiosis. It's another topic that people tend to just get stuck up on. So meiosis um, is when sexual reproduction is the sorry, sexual reproduction is the fusion of male and female gametes, gametes, and cells in reproductive organs divide by meiosis to create gametes. Gametes contain half the number of chromosomes found in all other body cells. So each dipoid, dipoid, sorry, cell has a pair of each chromosome. So that's the starting point. During meiosis, each pair of chromosomes is replicated and then split in two. There are now two identical cells. So you've started off with one, the, um, the different, each pair of chromosomes is replicated and they split. So you've got two identical cells. The dipoid cell then divides again. This creates four genetically different gametes, and each of them have half the number of chromosomes in the parent cell. So just to re re run through that one more time, you've got a cell that has a full, full set of chromosomes. Those chromosomes then uh, replicate. So you, in one cell at that, at that particular moment, you've got two sets of chromosomes, but then that cell splits. So you've got two identical cells. Then what happens is those two identical cells, both of them then split, but um, take half the chromosomes with them into each cell. So that leaves you with four genetically different gametes, and each of them half the number of chromosomes of the parent cells. Now cells have, that have only one copy of each chromosome, such as gametes, are called haploid cells. Now, during sexual reproduction, the male gamete fertilizes the female gamete, and the fertilized cell now has the normal number of chromosomes, which in humans is 46. Now, mitosis is something slightly different. So once the gametes have combined, the new cells then divide by mitosis. So my meiosis is happening, what happens in sexual reproduction, um, and then mitosis takes over, and that's how cells, re, uh, cells divide. So as soon as an embryo reaches a certain size, those cells can begin to differentiate. And that just means change, um, change form, basically. So I think that's probably all we're going to cover in today's episode of Unite Before podcast. I just want to start by end by saying very best of luck. And just want to run through a few different uh, stress-busting tips, things maybe to do tonight or tomorrow to sort of help you relax before the exam. You've had a lot of exams now. I'm sure you're very used to this. Um, you're so close to the end, you just need to keep going. So firstly, try your best revision, but don't sacrifice your mental health. So do revise, but don't over-revise. Don't spend too long doing it. Make sure, make sure you give yourself time off. Eat well, otherwise you're gonna struggle. Um, if you don't have, if you haven't had a good meal, and that goes for tonight before your exam, and also in the morning, uh, do some exercise to make sure that you um, exercise is really important for like your mental health and endorphins and things. So maybe going out for a quick walk or a run, um, or playing uh, playing sport with your friends or something like that will be a really good thing to do. And lastly, back yourself. 
So, um, you know, you've you've come this far. You've been studying for a long time for this exam. Back yourself. You've done hopefully done lots of revision. If you haven't, and you've listened to this podcast, you're doing the right thing. So uh, keep going. You're doing really great. Don't forget, it will all be over soon. So um, you do not have long to go, and you just need to keep going. Right. Very best of luck from everyone at Seneca. Uh, I really hope you, you, everything goes well and the exam the things come up in the exam paper that you're looking forward to and coming up. But if you don't, take your time. Don't stress out. That's not going to help. So just take your time, read the question, and make sure you answer every question on the paper. Very best of luck, and we'll see you again soon for more podcasts for your night before revision. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam. And if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30. So make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. <laughs> Good luck.